if you're the kind of dad who's afraid to get the COVID-19 vaccine because you're afraid you're going to grow hair in places where you don't want to grow hair, and by the way, it doesn't do that, then this is the podcast for you. We are bad to the dad with coach randy and adam d and we've got hair in all the right places this is our season five season premiere welcome all dads it is great to have you back we've got a wonderful season ahead of us we've got a great episode that you're listening to today right now it is my utmost pleasure being that this is valentine's day to introduce a sweetheart of a guy mm-hmm. and my co-host coach randy uh heart Heart emoji, love mm-hmm. you, Adam D. Hey, uh, love you more. And if I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? Not I'll many people. Jessica. Not many people. <laughs> <laughs> not many people. So good to see you, Adam D. I have uh, missed you so. I mean, uh, this quarantine between winter and weather, and we can't go outside. And uh, it is amazing. We're back together. We have uh, five seasons in. Uh, season this is episode one who would have thunk who would this have is thunk? our 71st episode coach who would have thunk that we Amazing. would go this deep uh and we're back and it's be better than ever a season better like no others season five is alive you have you have no rust from the off season and, and coach it has been a a very long off season but a, a well-needed break so we can figure out this whole hybrid school thing if you're going that route or back to school thing if you're going that route. And uh, you know, I've been you know, very busy at work. Uh, I've had the, the privilege to staff up a couple of vaccination centers in Monmouth County, New Jersey. So if you're not fil- familiar with New Jersey geography, that is the county that Bruce Springsteen is from. It's where the New Jersey shore starts. And uh, you know, just uh, very meaningful work. Uh, tiring work, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. And, you know, many occasions it's been a seven day a week affair. We're working from sunup to long after sundown. But, um, you know, to be a part of the correction of the world, right, to get everyone back at it and, you know, marching towards some kind of normal is a great thing. And we have a guest today who is also part of that march and that's Saad Saeed, uh, a technology leader at Pfizer vaccine. So we're going to hear his story and his contributions to the vaccine development and awareness efforts. So looking forward to hearing his story. And talking about contributions, we also get contributions from various individuals that are somewhere out in the world in the realm of who we are, that love what we do, that support what we do, that are continuously there since season one. You know who I'm talking about, Adam D. Again, coach, you are just picking up where you left off from season four. Not missing a beat. We're, of course, talking about one of our favorite people and our marketing and graphic design partner. That's Becky Berman. Becky Berman. Bermanbranding.com. Bermanbranding.com. You can also find her on social media at Berman Branding. What does she do? She does marketing. She does graphic design, web design, even helps you with business plans. Uh, She's going to be helping us with extending our marketing reach this year. We've got 
Bad to the Dad t-shirts in the Woo! works. Not just the Bone Daddy logo as you see it on our social media platforms, but Bone Daddy doing different things, the kinds of things that dads do, riding bikes and playing golf and skiing and barbecuing and playing the guitar and all the, the fun stuff that different kinds of dads like to do uh, either you know for themselves or, or with their families. And truth be told, if you want to see what she can do in terms of digital marketing, go to www.coachrandysays.com. No, I'm but familiar it, with that brand, Coach yes, Randy Says. Yes. I, I believe that's yours. That is my, I have had to reinvent myself over shameless the past plug, several times. Shameless and, plug, <laughs> shameless plug. And, yes. and I had to tell you, it, it looks really good. The colors pop out at you, that right? design that she has, very unique. So she's done a, a world of good for you and, and, and made you look good. So, it, and, and not many people can make me look good. Uh, and truth, it's Betsy at the airport who does all of this with my hair. Mm -hmm. It is you as my friend, Adam D, here on our podcast. Uh, and certainly my wife uh, and kids. Outside that, not many other people make me look good. We've had Valentine's Day episodes, Coach, before. We happen to be recording on February 14th, 2021, this season premiere of season five. How's your family? How's your life? What's it been like? What in you and Michelle and, and Perry and Aiden? What's happening? Really, give us the quick uh, 25 words or less. Yeah, well, first off, I have to just give praise to my kids for their focus in school. My daughter loves basketball, and I think because she's been hearing me on the phone talking about the spread of COVID and new strains and uh, the vaccination shortage when we first started this, I think um, she let her better judgment make that decision about basketball. And she opted out. Coach needed players, but she opted out, which I think was the smart move because, you know, she knows where her friends on the team have been. And even then, you don't know everything. But she's probably thinking, all right, so I'm going to be sweating on top of, and they're going to be sweating on top of me, kids from other towns. And I don't know where they've been, where they're going. Now I'm going to the Forrest Gump. Uh, you know, basketball players are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So. So I think she was concerned about that. And remember that the season, the practices started about two to three weeks after New Year's. Yeah. New Year's, a time when people gather. Yeah. And it was the Super Bowl, a time when people gather in, you know, large settings, even small settings. I mean, I have friends who lost family members, even with, you know, a, a group of eight. So uh, just being very cautious. And I applaud her for her maturity and her making her own decision. Yeah. So that's what she was dealing with. But her focus on grades, my son Aiden's focus on the grades as a middle schooler, impeccable, both uh, honor roll or high honor roll students. Um, but you could tell they need a change of scenery and mm -hmm. winter in New Jersey, this winter in particular, oh. it's it's kept us indoors. And killing me uh, smalls. it's killing me smalls. Yeah. So we've got to find ways to deviate the everyday so we've been fostering dogs we're taking care of a dog right now for about a month yeah uh, unfortunately because apparently that is uh, something that has now been contagious into my family so that's something they want to uh, do now yeah so i'm going to hold you 100 responsible for that adam D. no hold hold michelle my my wonderful wife she's the one that planted the seeds and, and got the kids excited and you know again you want you want the scenery to change a little bit so now the scenery when i wake up is this 50 pound border collie named achilles and he is aptly named. He is a warrior of a dog. Sweet, sweet dog. But he is in your face, always needs to play. And he is too big for this house, especially <laughs> when you've got Dano, who thought he was the canine king 
So is, is Daniel handling it okay? Is he handling the uh, the invasion of uh, his space, or is he marking his territory? Now? At times, it's a pissing match. Literally, <laughs> at times, it's a pissing match, and Achilles has no problem marking his territory. And like they get at each other, you know, they fight over the over the different toys. When you throw a toy, it's a foot race mm -hmm. to get to that toy for both dogs. And so but he blocks out, throwing elbows. Quite a bit of that, you know. And Dano has this paw, and he puts the paw on top of the of Dano's back, like get out of my way. So how does Dano respond? He eats Achilles' food. <laughs> that's very funny. You know, you so were that's, talking that's, about that's been one of the ways we've been we've been uh I don't know if you call it coping, just doing something different than like many people we've been binge watching and trying to find new and, and interesting programs to waste our time with. You know, you're you're talking about the kids, your your kids in school. I I too, I and I think I'm blessed. I, I do, you know, part of what I do in, as a living is I work with you know clients, a lot of high school kids, college kids who often um, I talk to parents and they're just not doing schoolwork and they're showing up late. And mm -hmm. there's this big concern about kids falling behind my girls, I mean, Michaela and Brianna, boom, just could not, they are up on time in class engaged. Uh, they, they are more concerned, which is good. They're more concerned about their grades than we are, which is how I've always framed it. As long as you're more concerned and, they seem to be doing unbelievable well. So I'm having a hard time understanding that these kids are falling behind. I guess maybe in a bigger picture they are, um, but it's been great watching them um, do and care so much about the, their schoolwork. But I'm, I'm sad that they can't have that that social connection. That's so important, you know, for sixth grade, in developing friendships. <clears throat> your freshman year in high school, developing friendships. They have some, but it's really I feel badly that it's going to, uh, I'm not sure it's going to have a long, long-term impact. I think it will, but uh, like you, it's just really neat to watch them care more about the grades and show up. And we have conversations about, because now we have dinner together <clears throat> every night. That's part of our routine. Yeah. That's so that's been one of the saving graces because, you know, my, my work day is, is so long and I really look forward to dinner because we do go around the table to see what they learned, what their day was like, was there anything unusual that happened? I, you know, I'm looking for the unusual. We know that, you know, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it's social study, it's chemistry, it's graphic design. We know those classes are going to happen because that's the schedule. But I'm, I'm looking for the funny. I'm looking for the weird. I'm looking for the outstanding. So, you know, when you're uh, when you're doing your dinner table conversation, just a little bit of uh, side dad advice, listeners. I would say anything unusual happened, good, bad, or indifferent, because it brings you into the Zoom classroom. And then I think we talked about this in season one or two. I always like to ask my kids, teach me something that you learned at school. Yeah. Not just how was school? What did you do? Stuff. School was fine. But you know, force them to provide an open-ended response and maybe teach you something that you didn't learn back in 19, none of your business. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's been two really things that has st stood out uh, in our break in terms of uh, season four to season five with my my girls and being a dad for one we we found we have a pitching coach uh mm -hmm. we go to extra innings uh coach rachel shout out unbelievable middle school guidance counselor and uh, we go every saturday and it has become like my time with the girls that uh as i as you'll you know um 
as you find out, I mean, you, you, you have a son and a daughter. I'm a father of, you know, daughters uh, and wife and a female dog. So there's not a whole lot of space for me to move around. But it is my time with them every Saturday that it's just me. I sit there. It's my time. And I have, it has become to be my favorite time of the week uh, just because we send, we, we spend time there. And so we'll talk about that. But because we're spending so much time together, and maybe Adam D, you can uh, jump in if you want. Apparently, uh, the walls in our, our, our rooms are, are, are getting thinner, are getting thinner. And so now that our kids are getting older, they're, they're teenagers, um, when it comes to intimate, I mean, intimacy into me, I see, right? Into me, I see, right? Thank you, uh, love guru, right? Uh, apparently, um, it's become dinner conversation in terms of what's appropriate behavior and the conversations we're getting from uh, our kids. Don't know if you're having that experience in your household, but uh, we do find it very funny that uh, uh, the kids have made it very clear this is Valentine's Day and there's no boinking allowed. So I'm just saying that uh, we're having these interesting conversations around. You know, I, I, I think that um, the deed, yes. as it were, because we are a PG-13 yes. podcast, um, extremely challenging especially with now this new large dog who doesn't have a, a crate he's <laughs> i expect him to sleep on this bed that his yes. owner gave us and you know, he just roams through the night yes so i feel like the deed is yes. almost like a conjugal visit where you have to have it's not even a conjugal visit because those are scheduled right in yes, prison yes, yes. um you know in a pandemic with the kids staying up late, you never know yes. when they're coming down. Yes. You know, dog on top of you, two dogs potentially on top of you. It's almost like a conjugal visit that has to happen impromptu. And it is, it so. is the funniest thing, fortunately, because my kids have great sense of humor. And Brianna's sense of humor has just grown vastly in the past year. We've watched her literally transform. Uh, Michaela's always had this sense of humor. Uh, so, uh, that has been one of the funny things in terms of dinner conversations, in terms of, being around each other so much, but it's to a point to where they understand it. We have healthy conversations, but some of the comments uh, have been like, you know, uh, just because you can doesn't mean that you should, Dad. Yes, you know? yeah. Well, look, and, and and maybe you can't anyway, just because of uh, your environmental issues. And yes. uh, see, those are the kinds of conversations that you, you get to mask, kids a little bit better. Mask, you know, these all these. Yeah all these big issues and you double uh -huh. mask, you know, those kind of things. No, you, uh, yours is the domestic issue yes. that you're, you're trying to work out, which is uh, all right. A little more advanced than mine. And that is who is actually going to take this giant hefty bag of kitchen garbage out. And even when it's all the way to the top, there's somebody in the house that feels we can squeeze another red solo just cup a into that garbage more. can. If you just, just push down a little harder, I can get a, a few more inches. More. Yes. And that way it doesn't have to be me that takes that out. It could be Absolutely. somebody else who puts the next piece of garbage. Just a little bit more. So yes, that is, uh, that's been some of the highlights in the off season. I know that you've worked very hard in helping create season five and our guests. I know you have a great guest happening today. Um, again, we, I'm yeah, excited got, to get back on that Saad, bandwagon. Saad Saeed. Saad Saeed's our flagship guest. And he, of course, is the technology director for Pfizer vaccines. So we're going to hear from him in just a bit. We've got people from the world of news, of course, a lot of small business owners, uh, funny people, people who are in the in the caring business. We're going to have a lot of really good stories in season five. And, and typically what we've done over the course of the last se three seasons, which have been um, really typified by COVID, is yes, we're going to have people 
who are going to give you unique stories about current events, but we may not always abide by that script. You know, Dan the Bourbon Man had nothing to do with COVID last year, and that was one of our most popular episodes. Yeah, and my dad actually followed him, listens to him. I mean, he's like he's like a, a cult man with uh, Dan the Bourbon Man now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's kick things off with our first guest of season five. It's Saad Saeed, again, technology leader of Pfizer vaccines, right here on Bad to the Dad, the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the fastest growing dad theme podcast in all of humanity. Stay tuned. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. This is our season five season premiere. You want to find us on social media? That's pretty easy to do. Our handle for pretty much all of our social media platforms is at Bad to the Dad. Of course, if you want to go to a website, we've got one of those as well. It's www.badtothedad.com. And of course, we like to interact with our listeners. And I think we actually got an email for our guest today. It's as simple as contact us at badtothedad.com. That's contact us at badtothedad.com. No dots, dashes, punctuation, just as simple as contact us at badtothedad.com. You know, Coach, when news of a COVID-19 vaccination started to hit the front pages and the morning news shows, Pfizer was the leader right? They were the one of the first companies, if not the first company, to come out with a COVID-19 vaccine, spreading hope really throughout the globe. And not only did they have the first vaccine, but their efficacy rate, you know, well into the 90s, I think was just a, an, an added bonus. And so many hardworking people at Pfizer had their fingerprints on that COVID-19 vaccine. And we're gonna be speaking to one of them. And that is Saad Saeed, one of the technology leaders at Pfizer. Saad, thank hero, you so hero. much for joining us, especially on Valentine's Day. Good to see you. Hey, good morning, uh, Coach and Adam. Thanks for having me here, really appreciate it. So first, like we said, we're recording on Valentine's Day. What is Valentine's Day like in the Saeed household? Valentine's Day in the Saeed household. So Sharon actually ordered, um, my wife ordered flowers for the men of the house, uh, edible arrangements. And uh, today is my day to sort of, uh, you know, reciprocate and, um, you know, get cards, flowers, hopefully order dinner. Because obviously because of COVID, we're not really going out and take care of the princess. So all three men going to sort of re reciprocate what Sharon did yesterday for us. Thank you so much. And thank, you for spending, thank you for spending a small piece of your most romantic day of the year with two dudes on a podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to talk about this. There's three men. So real quickly, because we're going to get into really important stuff in terms of uh, life and work and, and family. Three men, you have three men in your family? Yeah, so myself and my two boys, and Mikhail Saeed, who's 19, and then Noah Saeed, who's uh, 15. Mm -hmm. So uh, the three men, and, and that is a beautiful card, you know, happy Valentine's Day from wife and, and mother to the three most important men in her life. See, I just have, to, I have a little bit of envy. I have uh, male envy. I have uh, daughters. 
uh, <laughs> in my house. And uh, yeah. I often feel that they actually kind of jump together and kind of come at me in such a way. What's it like to be the predominant sex and gender in a family like that? It's got to be some pleasure there. Has to be. You know what? We feel that we take a lot of care of her, but she actually has similar sentiments like you. Like, I'm the only girl in the house, or, you know what? I feel you three sometimes gang up against me. But it's all, you know, in good fun and, and family, you know, laughs and stuff like that. But she does feel that way, very similar to what you feel on the other side. Then uh, please send her my sympathies and empathy that I know what it feels like. <laughs> I wish I could jump in on this. We're split right down the middle, one of each bookend. So, yeah, you know, but it, but it's funny. I think, you know, a lot of the things I would mainly do with a, a guy I do with my daughter, like she's into basketball and, you know, yeah. my son's doing a lot more of the uh, creative stuff. Although you can't, you, you, you know, you can't put those labels on, on folks you anymore. Cannot, you know, yeah, we've got exactly. guy chefs and female athletes. So uh, the times are, are certainly changing. And uh, so a lot celebrating, uh, a lot of celebrating going on in this Saeed household. I, I believe your oldest, Mikhail, as you mentioned, just had a birthday, right? He did, uh, Feb 7th, uh, he turned 19. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's good to have him home. Obviously, you know, his plan was to go to, you know, to dorm for college and stuff like that. So it's uh, unfortunate for him and uh, I'm happy to have him home. So he's still on um, payroll? He, he is, he's still on uh, payroll. And, uh, but you know, he's a good kid. He, he, he's holding two jobs while going to school. It doesn't hurt. And what what's, Good to see that he's smart with his money. Um, he's, you know, learning investments, financial management, stuff like that. So that's really good. And he lives in a rent-controlled room in your house. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to be adopted by the Saeed. Yeah, so. I want to go there. <laughs> good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the work you do with Pfizer. So we mentioned that you're a, a technology leader, and I know you have a, a somewhat long title, as I saw on LinkedIn, uh, yep. specifically with Pfizer vaccines and medical affairs. Can you tell us a little bit about your job and what you do for Pfizer? Sure, sure. So, so I've been with Pfizer for about 14 years, uh, started in R&D, always in technology, but supporting research and development technology. Uh, then I've been on the commercial side, which supports our you know, sales, marketing, business analytics leaders and colleagues for fairly, you know, long time now. My main role is to keep sort of the lights on of everything technology and digital, but also plan for the next frontier of how data, digital experiences can really help Pfizer in their go-to-market strategy in bringing the best care to patients and improving overall, overall health outcomes. So, strategizing that and then sort of pulling it through through execution to make it happen. That's all sort of part of my remit. Um, currently for Pfizer vaccines globally and the different medical affairs for different business units within Pfizer, which is oncology, internal medicine, rare disease, so on and so forth. So if I understand you correctly, um, you do some pretty important stuff for Pfizer. Uh, getting the message across. Were you ever invited to one of your kids back to school days where it's career day and you're invited to come in and talk about what you do for your living and your kids are like, Ugh, I don't even know what my dad does. But he does something for Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I have, when I think Mikhail was in elementary school, I've spoken at that uh, 
some event where parents had come in and spoke about what they do. Uh, I do mentor and coach other kids outside. So obviously I'm talking to them, not only what I do, you know, a lot of my different peers and my friends or, you know, individuals in my network do, but I always get that, uh, you know, Sharon, my wife, or, or, and one of my sons, they'd be like, so what do you do? And you just sit and take meetings and you get paid for this and da 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 da, da right? So uh, I do get that sometimes, but I think now, especially because of, the entire COVID and you know scenario and the environment where I've been home for about a year in front of them, so they kind of hear me talking to the team. They, they they kind of see what I'm working on a lot more than you know me just telling them at a dinner table after being away at the office all day. So I think they have a better appreciation and realization of what I do as well as knowledge of you know what I'm working on. You mentioned Mikhail is, you know, in college now. Uh, is either kid interested in following your path, either in healthcare or technology or the combination of the two? So Mikhail wants to be a physician. Uh, so he is going to sort of remain in the healthcare industry, right? Um, be as, as a doctor, hopefully one day. Uh, Noah, my younger one, uh, sort of, he's still very young. It straddles between, oh, I'm going to do business and own doctors or companies, or maybe I will be a doctor. So there is a, again, a, a touch of healthcare, you know, in our family, right? I, I think both these boys, if they stay on their path, that's what they may end up being in. Career development by osmosis, right? It all starts at home. Yeah. Although when I was growing up, I, I wanted to, to run as far away as I could from accounting, which was yeah. sort of the, the, the family business, but, uh, there's got to be a black sheep in every yeah. house. So, I, I have actually a very interesting story. Um, I my undergrad is in accounting, and then it came into technology, strategy, and management, so on and so forth. But uh, I I wanted to actually be a a musician, so I would do a lot of promotions of concerts and stuff like that. And from accounting, I got into just getting involved in promoting local Pakistani music in New York, New Jersey. And even when I was going to, right out of college, when I went for my first job at AT&T, I was in a high potential rotational program. But since my focus was not that, six months later, I was put on probation. And they said, you can either leave the company or you can work on an IT help desk. So that's how I really got into IT because I was on a help desk setting people's password to welcome one, two, three, or one, two, three, <laughs> you know. But then, hey, you know what? Never looked back, and, and that's where you know my career from accounting moved into technology. And uh, now you're a big part of really helping the world get back to whatever whatever normal will look like, uh, hopefully in, in the next six months. So, how how does your role impact the development of the vaccine, or at least the awareness of the vaccine? So in, in my particular role and the area that I support, which is primarily commercial, there is most of the impact is around awareness and getting the vaccine to the physician and making sure that they're, you know, they are aware of how to use it and administer it and so on and so forth. So what does that mean? Well, obviously research and development, especially in this case, if you sort of follow the, the news, Pfizer partnered and collaborated with BioNTech, which is a German company, they were the one who sort of researched and developed the molecule. Pfizer is the one that did the manufacturing distribution and commercialization, which is taking it out to the globe, right? Because of the big machinery Pfizer has. 
So my team, what it does, as an example, Adam and, and Randy, this, as you know, is not commercially available yet. What we call, it's like emergency use authorization, and it's still sort of in like a late stage clinical trials. And because of that, we are able to use it across to different people who need it. So things that typically happen in months or quarters were happening in days, right? One of the things that we do is whenever any therapy, any medication, be it vaccines or an oral pill, it goes out, it needs safety information, administration information, how to use it, you know, how not to use it, all sort of, you know, informed to all different physicians and, you know, let's say healthcare professional. In this case, you could not launch or distribute the vaccine before that information gets to those people. And how do you get that information? You cannot have reps go to people, right? So we were building digital sort of channels, be it web, be it mobile apps, to get, be it using QR codes. So when a vaccine box goes to a vaccination center, they would scan the QR code and all that information would come available to them. They cannot administer the vaccine until they have that information. And that's one of the things that my team was doing, especially if you remember UK went, had the authorization first, then US, but then for EU, we have to do like 40 countries or outside you know, US, we have to do 40 countries in 10 days or over the Christmas break. So that became extremely critical of making sure that that information is available to these physicians through websites and apps and QR codes and different technologies that we used. So that was an, a very important role and we continue to do that. And now as we are launching or we are going to apply for commercial BLA, which is biologic license application. So then you can commercially provide this to everybody, right? Again, information to patients, information to physicians, uh, to our sales rep, to our medical affairs community, providing all that data that goes through systems, that's gonna be part of my team's responsibility. So it kind of becomes an important part in the entire puzzle. Not so much on manufacturing and distribution, not so much on R&D, but all of commercialization and access and go-to-market falls under my sort of bucket. So awareness in both spheres. You have yeah. your, your quote-unquote customers who are the physicians, and then you have your end users who are the, who are the patients. It's a, it's a big job. You know, you've, you've got a lot of uh, word to spread through digital applications. That is correct. Yeah. You know, what I find remarkable, I guess, when you got into this, did you ever think to yourself, hey, someday I'm going to be involved with the national pandemic and help save the day for millions and billions of people around the world. Um, you know what? It, it's interesting you asked me that question, um, and, and it is sometimes serendipitous, but I'll tell you, back in 2019, Pfizer was going through a reorganization. Um, I was in a different business unit, and uh, I was going to take the leadership for Pfizer Oncology and Rare Disease, you know, two different business units. Um, I get a call expecting for that to be formalized on a Thursday, a 15 minute, whenever you get these 15 minute calls on your calendar, they're either really good news or it's like not the news you wanna hear. And or it's rarely 15 minutes, usually it's 90 minutes. <laughs> no, I mean, for us, it's usually 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Catch up or urgent calls, you know, that's not good. Or it's like something really phenomenal. 
So anyways, I get a call and then it was like, hey, Saad, you know what? Everything was said, but the other candidate who was going to go for vaccines and medical affairs, vaccines leadership didn't feel he was the right individual. So we want you to go and talk to them. I was like, all right. You know, so I go go and speak to them the following Monday. And they said, okay, we would like to have him as our global partner. So I was moved from the other business unit into vaccines. That was September of 2019. Nobody knew, hey, COVID was going to happen. And I was like, all right, you know, it, it is different. I've not done vaccines, but yeah, why not? You know, I'll be challenged and learn. And then, uh, you know, Feb, the world changed. I remember sitting in a meeting where our head of vaccines research at Pfizer had a call with BioNTech's CEO because they both are college friends from Germany. And they said, oh, by the way, you know, I spoke to him and we were in a leadership meeting all in those January, February timeframe before, you know, the big thing hit in the March. So yeah, you know, never knew where, how and how, the where one would be, but I'm really happy to, you know, have this once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to contribute in my little way. I, I do have a, a quick question. Uh, I noticed you're wearing a shirt. People yep. on the podcast, what does it say on your shirt? So it says science will win. Uh, it's, it's, it's something we all at Pfizer wear with a lot of pride because as you know, um, there has been a lot of misinformation in, in 2020, in the last year, a lot of, uh, you know, half information, but we always believe that data, fact, and science will win. And we, as humanity, as not only Pfizer colleagues, many, many different people outside who played a very important role outside Pfizer, all different companies and you know, frontline healthcare workers always believe that science will win. And, and I think we are on that uh, victory lap, hopefully. Well, when you say win, what do you win? Is it like some kind of national championship? It is like the Super Bowl of vaccinations and science. I mean, what's the, where's the winning? I mean, yeah, I, I think that it will bring the results. It will beat the pandemic. It will beat this virus, right? And, and we will come out of this uh, successfully. And we are stronger with our knowledge, with innovation and science, and, and we'll beat the pandemic. As, as simple as that. Nothing, no politics, no, you know, misinformation, facts and science will prove that we'll be able to beat it. And that's what this thing is all about. So, Saad, I think that's a perfect jumping off point. You, know, you talked about the misinformation, you know, people have different ideologies and there's just, you know, general fear. Uh, it's a different kind of vaccine because from what I understand from really all of the COVID-19 vaccines is that you're not being injected with a strain of it. And, and I've gotten my second dose already and I'm, I'm still here and, you know, I still have all my digits and, I, you know, my life has really not changed dramatically. Um, I realize there's sort of a two-week incubation period before I'm fully inoculated, but um, you know there are there are concerns. Of course, there are uh, there's stigma, and we actually have an email from one of our listeners who was uh, curious about you know vaccine in those spheres. Uh, this is from Terrence from Coach Randy's home state of Colorado. He's got a question for our guest Saad. He says, "What would you tell people who are afraid to get the vaccine?" I think, look, without getting too much into the details and the signs, one thing I will say that, look, I will take it. I believe I work in an organization that puts 
patients and people's safety paramount to anything, right? So, and, and I also believe that many other pharmaceutical companies working to fight this pandemic, right? Put that safety paramount. This is not about making money. This is not about cutting any corners. I have seen the vigilance that each and every colleague of mine in the organization, be it legal, regulatory, medical safety, with which they have poured their heart out. So if anything, I feel that patient safety, efficacy is paramount. And I personally would take it. I would personally have let my wife and my kids take it. So there is, I understand, vaccine hesitancy in general, um, not just for COVID, but with uh, you know other vaccines as well. Uh, but keeping that in mind, I would personally take it. I would also tell people that always discuss it with their healthcare professional, right? What's right and what's wrong with them. But from a general perspective, I would not second guess or doubt the integrity of the scientist professionals behind this who have brought the best therapy they can, you know, to fight the pandemic. You're listening to an interview with Saad Saeed, who is our season five season premiere guest. We already spoke a little bit about your family and, of course, what you're doing on Valentine's Day. I know that you've got uh, two teenage boys and, and a wife that's uh, also in the in the caring business. Yep. What do you like to do as a family when you're not focused on you know such heavy duty projects, uh, such ambitious projects at Pfizer? So a couple of things, we, we enjoy eating out um, and it could be, I mean, Sharon and I've known each other for over 25 years and we still end up, we end up at this hole in the wall restaurant, which we've been going when we were just dating. So we enjoy eating out uh, different kind of food. Uh, we enjoy cooking while playing music and dancing. So, you know, <laughs> we do that. Um, Mikhail is a teenager, so, you know, he spends a little bit more time outside with his friends, though, because of COVID, it's, it's different. Uh, Noah likes to spend time uh, with his friends, but also equally with myself um, and Sharon, right? So he'll watch movies with Sharon. He likes, he likes to go to the gym with me. Um, so, you know, nothing extravagant. Uh, I have mentioned, or you, you mentioned that, you know, I, I enjoy traveling. Um, I am originally from Pakistan, so um, we, we travel at least... Uh, once or twice a year. We were in Turkey, uh, Middle East, uh, as well as Pakistan, uh, right before pandemic hit. It, actually, we came back on January 13th, uh, this uh, past 2020, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit. So, you know, nothing extravagant. Sharon loves reading and books. And so we go to Barnes and Nobles quite a lot, um, you know, just regular stuff. Yeah, I, I saw those those pictures, man, of, of you and the, and the fellas. Uh, throughout the Middle East and in Saudi Arabia. Just what a great life experience. And to have your kids be able to ex experience that at yeah. such a young age. Um, very fortunate to be able to do it before yeah. the world changed uh, as we know it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a great time. We got to see a lot of culture. You know, obviously, they you know, got to meet their grandparents. Uh, my parents are elderly now, so they don't travel as much. But really good time, good bonding. In, in fact, I mean, we were together for 17 days and there were moments where like, oh, man, when is this thing going to end, you know, from the boys. <laughs> but we, when we talk about it, they're like ready to go again. It's like, hey, when things slow down, maybe we could go to China and Malaysia and the little Far East this time. Kind of deal. So, Saad, you know, as you were talking about things you like to do, I'm 
I'm just going to bring you back because I think it was a subtle comment, but yet I'm a very good listener. Uh, that's part of my job, and Adam Deed will attest to it. You said dance. You like dancing. Yep. So is it the waltz, the tango, the salsa? Are you break dancing? I mean, what kind of <laughs> dance are we talking about here? Well, there is a little bit of break dancing, which gets the most laugh from the kids and Sharon, because I don't there is just like a blob now moving now that I'm, you know, at my age, there's not much. Can you like, pop it? Can, can exactly, you pop Exactly. Totally like that. Um, there, there is Bollywood dancing. There is, uh, you know, Sh Sharon, you know, my wife, she, she's been doing theater for so many years. So uh, what does she do? Like tap dancing and stuff like that. Noah, my son, loves Bollywood dancing. He's really good at it, and um, he does that. So it's like while making meatballs and soup and stuff like that, the music's blasting, and we're all sort of dancing and, you know, cracking jokes at each other as well. So basically... You know, did you know, Saeed, that breakdancing is going to be an Olympic sport in Tokyo yes. this year? Really? No, so, I didn't know So that. ballroom dancing and waltzing and some of those more refined dances have not made it to the Olympic stage, but breakdancing, someone is gonna win a gold medal wow. for, break for spinning on their head. <laughs> and that oh. just goes to show your age right there, son. I'm just letting you know, we just gave it away at <laughs> the podcast. So uh, when you mentioned- We know, dancing, Randy, when you pop, when you do a shoulder pop, you actually pop lock, throw your baby. shoulder out of its socket. So just throw it down, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. careful. It's a good thing it's not a visual here. podcast. <laughs> So there's dancing going on. Very nice. Um, when uh, we have dads on, we usually go to this this portion of our, our our section with dads. We ask for dad advice. Yeah. Advice for dads. And I'm curious to know, given your vast background in terms of your work, it sounds like you have a wonderful time with your family. You have created a healthy group of uh, kids that are you know, committed to education, but yet still have appreciation, respect for family and their parents and love for that. What kind of dad advice do you have for dads out there who are listening, um, having gone through, we've gone through the past year that you'd like to share with them um, for the show? Sure, sure. And and look, the, both Sharon and I come from very different backgrounds. Right? Um, I grew up in Pakistan in a fairly conservative family. Uh, Sharon grew up here in New Jersey uh, in an Irish Catholic family. Um, so when we came together, it was sort of a unique perspective, uh, but we, we have sort of chosen um, everything to be grounded in respect, uh, whether it's me and Sharon with each other, with our parents, and, and we expect our kids to have that, whether it's for not only parents or grandparents, but, um, teachers, elders, everybody, treat everybody with respect. So, um, and same, same thing goes for us. We treat our it's uh, with a level of respect and, and empathy and compassion as well. So I would always tell anybody else, uh, for whatever I have seen and contributed to the happiness of this family is that level of respect and treating of people with respect. Uh, the other thing is balance everything, right? Uh, which is uh, whether it's being a dad when it needs to be, and then you draw some, you know, rules or bookends or whatever, and then also be, you know, somebody that they could lean on as a friend and, and discuss, right? Um, my, my boys do that a, a bit more, you know, with, with Sharon than me, but I'm totally comfortable with that. Um, I also would say that um, set an example, you know, it, it's 
it's like you you do or you exemplify what you say. So if you're expecting them, you know, to do whatever charity or you know show respect, then you got to do the same thing because they learn and then they they see those things being put in action. Um, the other thing I would say, which is very very important, is um, integrity. So whatever you are doing, when I say example, whatever you're doing, right. Uh, you do it with integrity, and, and I, I think uh, your kids will see that and, and learn that. So, it, and uh, I think that those are some things that have worked well for us. I mean, there are things that have not worked well for us. Sometimes I struggle. Like there, there are things that I say, you know what? My dad never did this, or my mom never did this with me, or I wish they spent more time. Like I don't think I, I used to play cricket. I used to play so many things. I don't think my dad ever came to watch it. But you know what? I don't want to carry that baggage. I want to do all those things that my father did do. And, and it's working out really well. That's why Noah, he's 16 years old. He's like, hey, I want to go to the gym with you. Because I'll go, we'll work out. You know, he laughed at me because well, I'm not able to lift that heavy. And Mikhail's like, I don't know, benching all this heavy stuff. And I'm like doing like these smaller dumbbells and stuff. So it's like, don't carry that baggage. Um, strike a healthy balance of... Uh, being a dad when it needs you need to be a dad, and then being a friend when you need to be a friend, and, and treat um, them with respect and command respect, and uh, I think good stuff happens. Saad Saeed, our guest on the on the season premiere, a hot buffet of dad advice, not just one piece, but multiple things to choose from on our season five premiere. Saad Saeed. Certainly a dad first and foremost, but uh, digital technology leader at Pfizer and Pfizer's vaccines division. Uh, great privilege to have you on, Saad. And thank uh, so please much, thank uh, Sharon and and the boys for giving us some of your time. I think I saw Sharon kind of walking back and forth. I think she was eavesdropping. So <laughs> you, can, you can tell her you were having a, a heck of a time, which is sort of what we promised. And uh, great information. Keep up the good fight. And thanks for appearing. On, on Bad to the Dad. It was great. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Coach Randy. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, and uh, I hope you guys had a good time. I definitely had a good time. And, and whatever little others can take from this, uh, you know, I'm happy. So um, thank you. You both have and all your listeners have a great Valentine's Day. And then go and take care of your ladies in your life. <laughs> we'll do more dad advice from Saad Saeed. <laughs> Probably the most important. So yeah, I gotta go make breakfast for Sharon now. Maybe All that's right. we're, just walking around. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it to it to, to to take care of the lady of the house. We are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. And remember, we are brought to you by Becky Berman. Bermanbranding.com. I almost said Berman CS. That was her old website, but she has made it official. It's Bermanbranding.com and at Bermanbranding on all of her social media platforms for the best in graphic design, website design, and marketing. Uh, business plans, too. She will do it all for your small business, and she'll do it extremely, extremely well. We want to thank Saad Saeed of Pfizer Vaccines, the technology leader 
for that organization. I want to thank him for all the work that he's been doing in order to create awareness for physicians as well as patients, but also want to thank him for being a guest on our season five season premiere. I, I know I learned a lot, Coach. Not only that, you know, there's a saying, you know, I'm a big baseball fan, softball fan. When you start off with a leadoff home run, right? You set, you, you set the pace, you set the expectation for the rest of the game. The leadoff home run, who who better, you know, than someone from Pfizer, what he's doing in term, right now in the vaccinations. I got to tell you, you got to bring your A game this season. If we start here hitting a home run out of the park in episode one, high expectations, pressure on you. But I think you can pull through, Adam D. Love the challenge, Coach. Love the challenge. And we already have the next few guests already scheduled for this year. I love it when people say, what do you have planned for this year? And I always answer that with two sides of my mouth. One side says, we have a great season plan. You're going to love our guests. The other says, I don't know, because we make this thing up as we go along. <laughs> I don't know who our guest is going to be on episode 12, but it's going to be a great one because, you know, again, we try to see what's going on in the world and try to find a guest that aligns with that or not. So just, you know, wait and see. I think that's all part of the fun. It's a big surprise. But yeah, we're going to keep the awesome guest train rolling next week with Noam Layden of 710 WOR in New York. He is a news anchor and reporter, uh, also the former news director at WABC 77, worked with Imus and uh, Curtis Sliwa at WABC, and now he's doing great things at 710 WOR. He was my first professional broadcasting partner at WGHT AM 1500 of Blessed Memory in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. So we're going to get reacquainted. I'm sure he'll have some dirt coach if that's what you're looking for. Uh, we had a lot of fun together, and I'm glad he's gone on to bigger and better things in radio. And right now, news is news, man. There's uh, a lot in the news. A what's funny, Coach, what's funny is I said, you know, what do you want to talk about with regard to what you're covering? He goes, anything but Trump and COVID. Yes. <laughs> so I said, how about is, those Mets? Spring is training. There, is there really anything else other than those two at this moment? I'm thinking uh, school, although school is directly related to COVID, so that won't work out. Uh, I think we're talking sports. <laughs> Whatever he wants to talk Pictures about. report. What? Pitchers we'll make report, it work, right? We'll make it work. Listen, this guy's a, a great dad. And you know we, how we talked about, um, you know, the journey of broadcasting professionals. We had Joe Kaplan on yep. from, uh, you know, North Carolina, from Raleigh, who is uh, an extremely successful political news reporter now. And how he went from, I think state it was from state. New Jersey to, state to state Texas to... State. to yep. All right. So Noam, um, you know, not too far removed from that experience where he started out at a small station in New Jersey, went to Charleston, South Carolina, and then came back to the New York area to have an illustrious news radio career in New York. So we're going to learn all about that. And of course, his dad life and his dad advice. And that's going to be week two, season five. Bad to the dad. Coach, a great way to start off season five. Dads, have a great week. <laughs>